Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, we're going to talk about a really disturbing but an important topic. It's trafficking, specifically sex trafficking. And our special guest today is Debbie Perry Smith. She is the director of Safe Rockies, and we'll get into what that is in a minute. But one, I want to thank Debbie for coming on. But two, I want to ask her, you know, what, you know, what spoke to her heart to get involved to help these individuals that have been so abused and treated with no dignity whatsoever. So, Debbie, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Jeff. I am just honored to be here and just to share with you what's going on in the Front Range and the Rockies with sex trafficking. And uh, really, we're the call came to me from the Lord to step into this. I um, it's really just been very new. It happened very fast. <laughs> I was with a group of friends, and we were discussing um, how we could make an impact as women on the front range, and having one of the, the friends in that group who was already doing work out in California in the San Diego area, and she said, you know, we really ought to look at sex trafficking in Colorado. And so that's what we did, and in that pursuit, really, um, just over a, a couple of years and looking for ministries that were doing work there, we really couldn't find anything. And then um, I was part of a group called the National Christian Foundation, which is the largest donor-advised fund, faith-based donor-advised fund in the world. And so we have meetings here. We have the National Christian Foundation, Rocky Mountains, we're having a meeting. And SAFE in Washington was shared with us the model of having a donor-advised fund that becomes a convener of nonprofits working in that space, and it was on sex trafficking. And I just got this download. It's like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what we need to be doing. And so that was in September of 2018. Fast forward to January. I have women that are already wanting to be a part of leadership in, in this cause. And then I go to Houston and have a divine appointment with a woman who's actually, um, had been commissioned by Cherry Hills Community Church here in the Southern Metro area to come and do, take a look at what kind of services and help was available for victims on the Front Range. And so that was the birthing barely a year ago, actually on April 11th, 2019, of Safe Rockies. And, and so, Safe Rockies, yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, so you, you, you know, God kind of put it on your heart. But my guess is the more you looked into sex trafficking and how despicable and evil it is, probably the more passion you received. What did you find out just, you know, especially here locally about trafficking that was like, wow, I did not know that? Well, and like I said, the learning curve for me was actually very steep. And as I jumped in, you know, feet first into this, uh, it was really scary um, especially learning that here on the Front Range in the metro area, Arapahoe and Douglas counties are the two most sex trafficked counties in the state. And nobody would so think you're that. Talking, no one would think that. Nobody, absolutely not. Um, I think more than anything else, talking about water, that's like the cold water in the face. It's like you have got to be kidding me. And then when you get into that and you learn that the average age is 14, mm-hmm. and it's your daughter's best friend, it's your niece, or maybe even your nephew, or it's a neighbor's child, or it's a grandchild. 
um, there's no discrimination as far as when it comes to socioeconomic backgrounds, racial backgrounds. It's across the board, and it's it's absolutely devastating. And if the we were assessing the landscape of what was available, you know, for traffic victims here in Colorado, one thing we we found out that there, just from two websites, Jeff, yeah, two websites that sell sex online, there were over 330 points of sale in the Greater Denver area, over 500 in the state of Colorado. We actually have more illicit massage parlors in the state than we do Starbucks. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, and to think, you know, first of all, it, the reason it's a problem is unfortunately because there is a, a market for it, right? I mean, if men were men, then this probably wouldn't be an issue whatsoever. But unfortunately, it is, and it's an opportunity for people to make money. But I think we need to define sex trafficking. I found this online, and tell me if this makes sense, that simply put, human-slash-sex human trafficking is a crime of severe control of one person over another that incurs force, fraud, or coercion in exchange for some kind of labor or sex service. Does that make sense? That's spot on. That's right. That's exactly what it is. And so what, and you know, I, and I went online after we originally spoke to, to schedule this and the stories that I read of, you know, husbands and boyfriends and fathers sex trafficking their wives and their daughters. Uh, I mean, yeah. it was really eye opening. I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of naive thinking, wow, this is something that happens in, you know, Asia or different countries, but this is happening right here with our own children right here in our own hometown. Yes, you're exactly right, and I think most people don't even realize it's, you know, it's so underground, and you think, oh, it's just happening at the strip clubs, or it's maybe happening just these massage parlors, or say down Colfax, and it's not true. When you hear Arapahoe County and Douglas County, you're going, oh my gosh, we've got, let's see, Cherry Creek Mall, we've got all these different, you know, even nail salons, and so you just see um, different ways that they have been very clever. Mm -hmm. in attracting customers in, you know, in, in the retail situation. But then I think even more daunting is how they lure young people into the trafficking industry. And I think for me, that was probably one of the more sobering things that happened, learning that Colorado is one of the biggest consumers of sex trafficking in the nation. We're at crossroads. We have major interstates that go you know, north, south, and east and west. Um, And so being major crossroads, we have major events with our, you know, with our professional uh, athletic teams, with the big conferences that we have with, you know, Denver, you know, like the Coliseum, the Rodeo. These are all huge events where they literally will bring in women that they're trafficking for these events, even our political uh, conventions. Yep. I've heard that huge, huge, yeah, huge, huge market. So, um, for example, you know, circling back around to the youth, one of the biggest lures happens through social media. When you see how they could even take maybe two weeks or a year just to do what is called groom Mm -hmm. a young girl into the process and gaining their trust and their respect. Um, it's, it's very, it's very sobering. There is an, there is a video that is out of a mom who decided she has an 11 year old girl. She wanted to do kind of a, you know, just a trial run and see how long it would take if she posed as an 11 year old on the internet 
via a cell phone, how long would it take for her to get pursued? And it was in less than a minute. Hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. But that's going on right. all over the place. And uh, right. I think, you know, to, to understand that it's happening here is crucial. And you mentioned sporting events. You know, the Super Bowl is a huge one. I looked online. You know, that's the, right. The, mm-hmm. the Sturgis motorcycle deal yes. is a big one as well. And then when you look online, you see everything is like right along I-25 or I-70 is a majority of when they find out what's going on. That's kind of where it is. It's right off the major interstates. Well, in trucking, obviously, the trucking industry yep. is, is, is another uh, major perp in this whole thing as well. I mean, I mean, we see that just within the human trafficking piece coming across the border. So you can imagine what it's like then you know, for those, you know, in the sex trafficking, um, sex trafficking industry as well. Yeah. And I saw stats that, you know, it's, you know, worldwide, it's, you know, it's like a hundred billion dollar business and there's just under 5 million people that are, that are involved in it. I mean, the numbers are staggering when you think about it. And so I well, think, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say the 99 billion, just in prostitution alone. Okay, yeah. So we're not talking the strip clubs. We're not even talking right. pornography. Right. So that's 99 billion. It's actually 40 to 42 million women and girls globally. Wow. So your statistic is more like what it is in the United States would be around a million seven hundred and fifty thousand, or some of the numbers that I've been recently right. uh, shared with by a survivor, by a survivor leader, and um, about three hundred of three hundred thousand of those numbers are children. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is really just disgusting when we think about it Um, and to think it's going on and and that there's a market for that, right? If there's no market, then nobody's doing this, as I mentioned before. But, you know, so it is, I mean, a huge problem. I heard the tech center is one of the worst areas as well. Yes, Greenwood Village. Yeah, where you would think, no, no, not here. But it's, it's exactly what you wouldn't think that ends up being true. That's really true. And I think the other, the other piece of that too is, um, you know, some of these numbers are probably low yeah, because mm-hmm. it's such a covert underground industry that you can't really put a, a solid number to it. So I think that in and of itself speaks to the reality of, of oh, my gosh, we have, we have a really big issue. And with Colorado being, you know, on the par of, say, what's going on even in Houston, you think about, you know, the major cities, obviously New York City, California and San Diego area, but it's, it's everywhere. And I mean, when you zero back in on this, it's my understanding from um, a therapist that works in this space that um, she's had clients in each one of Douglas County high schools. Wow. So, you know, that again, brings, brings it home and, People don't understand this is happening. These recruiters are going into church camps. They're the new friend at high school that just happens to come in and then starts collecting new friends. It is the guy that walks up to a group of girls at, uh, that are at the mall and just happens to focus in on the young girl who maybe is maybe a little bit shy, maybe has her eyes down. She's not engaging in conversation, and they focus in on who the vulnerable ones are. Yeah, and that's that's what they also do then with social media. Let's just say mom and dad have had you know a misunderstanding, or let's say and they're having a fight, 
and girl, or even even a young guy, let's say a 12-year-old guy gets on, oh my gosh, mom and dad are fighting again. This just makes me sick. I want to run away. And then bingo, they are targeted. Somebody comes in, oh man, I understand. The same thing happened to me. My mom and dad fight, hey, you want to meet for coffee? Or hey, so we meet at the mall. And then and then they're off. Yeah, it really I is. Mean, pre- it really is predatory, isn't it? It's very predatory, and and this is this is how clever they are. When an FBI agent who was with the Innocence Loss Task Force here on the Front Range had his daughter being trafficked out of his home, and he didn't know it. Wow. And and these are these are men who are seasoned in this, who know what the what the signs are. They know what to look for. Um, it's, it's their job and you just would never think. So it, it comes that close to home and we've got to be aware. Parents have got to know who their children are communicating with on their cell phones. They have got to lay the law down. As far as you don't communicate with anybody, you are not 110% sure who it is. Yep. Yep. I mean, advice and you know what? Parents are called to lead their children to heaven. So to do so means you've got to be involved in what they're doing and who they're involved with. We can't be absentee parents, otherwise bad things happen. Uh, so I want to talk about, so Safe Rockies is the strategic alliance to fight exploitation. What is it exactly that Safe Rockies does? Because after we talk about that, I want to find out, I want to talk about how people can get involved in what you're doing. Thank you, Jeff. So Safe Rockies, as I mentioned earlier, is a donor advised fund. We're a new funding strategy that has been brought together. What it is is an alliance. So we have 15 different nonprofits that are working in prevention, rescue and recovery, and restoration in this space and helping sex traffic victims on the front range. The beauty of this is, is them laying down their organization hats and putting on their movement hats. And the movement hats are, is to fight exploitation in the Rockies and to help get community awareness out, to help with uh, men that are having issues with pornography, to help parents teach their children how to navigate life these days, because it's so different from when you and I were children. I mean, and it's, it's, it's not the innocence um, that we had. Um, these are groups. We have um, the Rescue, the Rescue America piece, which is a local rescue hotline, and I can talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Yeah. Then we have housing, housing, and this is one step I really want people to hear. And this is one of the reasons when we zeroed in on our strategy and our funding, what it is is everybody in this alliance has come together and agreed. Okay, these are the huge gaps that we need funded in order to do the work and to do the work well and with excellence. The first area was to have a local rescue recovery hotline. In other words, a survivor decides she wants out, she picks up the phone, she calls this number, and there is an exit plan for her inside of 24 hours. It's not calling, say, the national hotline which has a three-day delay generally in any kind of a response. So this is strategically put together for rescue. The other piece then is housing. At any one given time in the United States alone, there is a need for over 13,000 beds per night for survivors. There are only a thousand, around 1,044 available and only 
um, I think it's 150 for children. Wow. So huge, huge need for housing on the front range and in the, in the Denver Metroplex. We have had no specific beds designated specifically for sex traffic victims. We have a few for children, but none for adults. And so in our first phase one strategy projects, that these 15 nonprofits and the ones that are on my advisory board came together and said, okay, we want the rescue hotline. We know that we need housing. So we have a housing project with open door ministries. And then the third project is with covered Colorado, which does the longer term care and case management. She alone had to turn away over 52 victims last year because she's working a full-time job and running her ministry as a volunteer. So we need to get her in a place where she is being funded for the case management work that she's doing in programming so that she doesn't have to continue to turn away victims. Already in the first three months, she's had to turn away 15. Yeah, not so, good. Not good, especially if you're a young person picking up that hotline, desperately wanting help and people wanting to help you, just not with the capacity to do it. Spot on, Jeff. And the, the other piece of that is it's like, okay, this is great. Yes, we, we want this rescue hotline, but how much sense does it make if you don't have any place to put them? Yeah. And so those two things alone are going to catapult Colorado into, at a different level and being able to help um, these victim, victims have a place to lay their heads and to be able to go through the therapy and the, the emergency assessment programming that will come with these first three uh, phase one projects. So the first uh, is Rescue America, which is the hotline, the 60-day assessment program. The second is Open Door Ministries and helping them finish out construction because they will be providing beds mm-hmm. for Rescue America clients. And then the third is Covered Colorado. And all this is on our website. That's what I was going to ask you. It's on the way. So why don't you share people uh, share with people your website? Because you also have a movie on there that I think is very, uh, very compelling uh, for those who see it and realize just the devastating effects just watching it on, on an individual. And you're talking about case management. I mean, you know, these individuals have been broken. I mean, they've gone through things that we couldn't even imagine they really need a lot of help, and it's not, you know, somebody, you know, once a week saying, hey, how's everything going? It really is kind of rebuilding them back up with the dignity their, uh, our creator created them with. Exactly. They are so broken, and you'll see this when you watch the film on the website. The level of PTSD that they have is, is on a level of those men coming out of hands-on combat. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you add that with the stress of where do I go? Where am I going to lay my head? How am I going to do this? What, you know, being triggered, you don't know what's going to trigger them to make them be upset. And the unfortunate part with this as well, Jeff, is that a lot of times it comes with drug addictions, not all of them, but some of them or alcohol. I mean, so you're looking at this multifaceted issues of, of healing that have to take place deep in their hearts, but God, but God, can these people be restored to the fullness of which they were created? Yeah, and what is the and, website? Can you repay, uh, just say yeah. the website? Because I want people to really go on this website. It's Safe Rocky, so it's S-A-F-E-R-O-C-K-I-E-S dot org. Yeah, and I, and, yeah, I think everybody should go on there to see, see what's going on. And I think, uh, you know, continue with your story. I think it's just so important to hear this and understand that 
the need is the need is great, but it's not insurmountable if people pitch in and work together. Well, exactly. And we have, um, if you go to the website, you can go to our alliance partners. You can see where um, they have volunteer opportunities. And then, you know, here's something really, really simple. If I had 2,000 people, so think about how big Denver is, a Metroplex, where we have 3 million people. If I had 2,000 people that said, I can do $60 a month, that would give us over a million dollars on an annual basis to sew into these needs that are going to be ongoing. There is a lot of work to be done. And Jeff, I really feel as if this is a call right now, especially in this day. I was talking with a survivor leader today and asking her, I said, what do you feel like the effects are of the coronavirus and where we are? And she said, Debbie, I think it's getting worse. Yes, maybe some of the commercial places are having to shut down, but behind the scenes, especially the children Mm -hmm. that are being trafficked by family members, is going to get worse. And she said some of the survivors that they have been talking to are being triggered, and maybe they are going back into the life because they, they lost their job. Yeah. So they know that they can go and sell themselves again to put food on the table for their kids. So it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword with what we're dealing with right now. And, um, and the other piece of that is pornography, which we haven't touched on yet. In, in a nutshell, what is happening and what they are seeing with Pornhub, which is now free. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, four- Isn't that nice during the virus they're going to make it free for people to suck yeah, more people yeah. in? Yeah, exactly. So four times the number of downloads, and I think it's 100 times more views. So this is just going to escalate. Basically, look like look at um, as porn as the gateway mm-hmm. into the trafficking piece and into the you know basically it comes off of the screen and into the flesh. And so it's uh, a lot of women that are in prostitution. A lot of times, and this is another thing that was said is happening is that they're producing more porn right now as well. So basically. Pornography is just prostitution on the screen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've done so, you know I've done talks on this, and I, I think the last statistic has probably changed by now. You know, one in four clicks on the internet is for pornography. Think of how many times we click on the internet. Oh mercy! And to yeah, think that right. one in four is that. What I'd like to do because we're I, I can't believe we're down to just the last uh, you know three four minutes. How oh how can yeah I know how my time flies. How can people be involved? I know the Archbishop of Denver, Archbishop uh, Samuel Aquila. This is something on his heart that he has asked Catholic charities to look into because he realizes how big of a problem this is. How can individuals and parishes participate in what you're doing? This is what I would love for them to do. If the parishes would be willing, when our doors open back or open, you know, for a church for us to be able to gather or even figure out an online, you know, an online campaign mm-hmm. to be able to come. We had a freedom safe that we were going to be moving around from one church to another um, for people just to sew in. And this is the key thing. It is a time for us to come together across the aisle in unity with the faith-based community between Catholics and Christians. This is a giant that we can only kill together. And, and it is going to take the funding to be able to do that. The people we are working with are excellent. They are people of integrity, and they've been vetted. If you sow in your generosity into Safe Rockies, because there's so many choices, you can rest assured knowing that the funds 
and your hard-earned dollars going towards this cause are going to go where they're most desperately needed at this point in time. Well, and you think about it, if the so, Christian community would come together, if Catholics, evangelicals, Protestants, if everybody came together on any issue, we would defeat right. it. We have God on our side. I have no idea why we're so afraid to, to hold hands and join hands and, and to fight the enemy on his turf. And this is one great location to do it because, as you mentioned, pornography, it destroys, it destroys families. It rewires men's brains. It is an insidious illness that if we don't start attacking it, then we're just going to continue to get worse as a, as a people and uh, as a society. Well, it's, it's modern-day slavery. Yeah. And so we are being called, I really believe this is a call for an army to rise up from the church in, unifi- you know, in unity. Every part of the body is needed, and we know this from Scripture. Um, the head is needed. Can't, we can't operate unless we have each other. And we all have our lanes that we stay in and we do where we work and where we're gifted. And so the need to come in, for people to come to look at our website, to please look at the movie, and I am going to give a heads up, it is PG-13. It, but it's truth. Yeah. It's reality. Yep. Yep. And I saw not, it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We're not going to soft shoe around around how bad the issue really is. Um, to come to that, to look, to look at our opportunities, email me. I'm happy to have a conversation at info at saferockies.org. Have a conversation. If you have some ideas, um, we do have a movie coming up that's going to be postponed called uh, Blind Eyes Opened. And we're looking at some creative ideas about getting that out. Again, it's a community awareness piece of sex trafficking in the United States. But here on the Front Range, I would love for us to be a leader, to be at the forefront of tackling this issue at the national level, that we could be leaders in this with this model that we have of collaboration and coming together and seeing the church to be the first in the nation to come together, just as you said, Catholics, Christians, evangelicals, Protestants, to come together and work together to fight this, because it affects all of us. This is, like I said, it's (laughs) non-discriminatory in any shape, form, or fashion. That's true. It's an equal opportunity abuser. And again, the the website is saferockies.org. You know, reach out to Debbie Perry Smith. She'll definitely... Uh, work with you to figure out how and where you can fit into this. But the the question isn't if I fit into it, it's how I fit into it, because we all have to address this issue. And again, I can't thank uh, Debbie enough for her leadership in this. And I want to encourage all parishes, churches to contact her. Thanks, Debbie.